What is up? What is up, everybody? It's Rory, and I'm back. We are in 2022, and it's time to get busy. It's time to get busy thinking about having the best year of your life. My general sense for most people is that 2020 was kind of an interesting year, kind of a rock. People got rocked. But if you had your nose to the grindstone, you crushed it in 2020. But then 2021 was a little bit more challenging, right? Like things kind of settled back in and we had all of these weird challenges. We had labor challenges. We had, um, you know, people not wanting to work. We have the, the great resignation. We have um, people thinking about their money differently. And if you're in business, there's been a unique set of challenges to solve over the last year. And we're now in 2022. And I want to talk about how to make 2022 your best year ever. And I don't want to do it from the standpoint that I think a lot of people want to do it, right? How to set New Year's resolutions and blah, 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 blah. What I want to talk about today is specifically how to make sure that you actually do what you're saying you're going to do. Because most people set huge goals, whether that's a weight loss goal, whether that's a business goal, whether that's a sports goal, whatever it is, they set these goals at the beginning of the year and they think for sure, absolutely, 100%, I'm actually going to achieve this. And they never stop to realize that they didn't address the reason that they were actually in that place in the first place, right? Why, why weren't you already at the place that you're setting the goal for? And the reality is, is like the standards at which you were living, the standards at which you were operating in your business, the standards at which you make your decisions weren't at the level. You had habits that didn't allow you to actually operate at the level that you want to get to. Again, whether it's fitness, whether it's 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 weight, whether it's uh, business income or revenue, um, <clears throat> whatever it is, you weren't operating at that standard because your habits are not at that level. And so um, the first thing before we get into the specifics of what it is I want to say is to come to the realization that if you've set goals in the past, you've said, hey, you know, and you've known they're real, like, you know, this is a real possible goal. It might be hard, but you like, you know, for example, like at the beginning of 21, 2021, if you said, I'm going to double my business and you only grew by 15% and you knew it, would, it was possible to double your business, why didn't you, right? If you you know, started out, if you've done that kind of thing in the past where you always say, I'm going to get this big result, and then you end up not getting that big result. You have to come to the realization that there's a reason for that. And that reason is your habits. You are in the habit of doing things one way. And when you make a giant leap, when you do a quantum leap in business, in life, in, um, I mean, I can think of times where my business has, like the times where my business is stuck versus the times when my business is growing. It's because I make a quantum leap in the way that I'm dealing with things. I completely change my habits. I can think of a quantum leap I made when I was a young athlete. I think I was like 20 years old. I hadn't turned 21 yet. Um, but like 
I kind of realized that I was just, I, I wasn't taking the game of basketball as seriously as I thought I was. In other words, like, I realized I wasn't reaching my potential. And I made an absolute, right? Like, I was always a great shooter. I was always very skilled. But, like, scouts, coaches didn't really notice me, right? I was in junior college. Nobody really noticed me, right? It was like, hey, that guy can shoot, but he probably doesn't have all the other assets that we really need. And um, what I did was I I, I had a, an all-out, I, it was just like a, a complete quantum leap in the way that my thinking and my approach to what I did every day changed. And for an entire six month period, and it's never really, I mean, this is just how I operate now, but like for an entire six month period from the beginning of like spring through all the way through summer towards, um, towards the beginning of the next season, I was in the gym six to eight hours a day with a very specific regimen. All of my habits changed. The way I thought changed. There were no, I didn't give myself outs for not doing workouts. I didn't work out when I felt like it. I was on a schedule and there were many days I didn't want to do it. But the bottom line is, is that the result of that was an absolute quantum leap to the point where I was like, Kind, I was like an okay athlete. I could dunk. I could do like some basic, like, I just was not impressive, right? To the point where I could touch the top of the, of the box on the backboard just through one summer of work, right? To the point where I was a great shooter to now I was a great scorer because I could get past anyone. I was quicker, faster, more explosive, right? I could rebound, Right. I, 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 I had I had point guard type handles because I could play. I, I had taken my game to such a level because my habits changed. All the things that I did that summer, I already knew. I knew how to work out. I knew how to have handles. I knew how to do the moves. I knew how to score. I knew how to jump. I knew I had the potential to do those things. But it was when my habits changed that I made this quantum leap. And all of a sudden, I had many Division I schools interested in me. And that was, I mean, basically, pretty much any, you know, pretty much any, um, I mean, I was certainly not like the top prospect, but but pretty much any college uh, D1 school that recruits from junior colleges was aware of me at that point. Right. And that was it, like before that I was there. They had no clue who I was. And that was just one summer. Right. You know, I went from being a guy who was sitting on the three point line shooting to a guy who could, you know, grab a steal, steal the guard, the best player. Lock him up defensively. Steal the ball from him and go down and just throw down a huge tomahawk dunk on the other end. And that grabs a lot of people's eyes when you're the best shooter on the court and you have that kind of athleticism. So the bottom line is um, that potential is there for you in your business. It's been the same thing for me, right? Every time there's a break, I, I, you don't like the 10% growth, the, the, the 8% growth, 
Like that's all great, but it's, it's the quantum leaps when you, you, what you have to realize is you're up against the ceiling because your habits, the way that you look at things, the way that you go about things needs to change. And when you break through and you make those organizational and habitual changes in your life and in your business, you will have a hundred percent growth. You will have 200 and 300% growth. It's game changing. And so what we need to think about is how can we be intentional about that? And what I want to talk about is the, is, is very tactically what needs to happen, right? Because it's very easy to have the dream. It's very easy to have the aspiration, but, um, our lives are run by our subconscious. Our subconscious makes 99% of our, it's like 99.999% of our decisions, right? We aren't thinking actively choosing where to walk. We aren't actively choosing hardly anything in our life. We just do it on autopilot. And that's because our subconscious is in control. It goes the same for most of our, our eating choices. It's the same for most of our choices in terms of how we speak to one another. It's the same, like, right? So if you're a, a mom or a dad and you're not happy with the way that you speak to your family and the way that your kids listen or interact with you, you're going to have to reprogram your subconscious. And that has to start with conscious choices and understanding of what's going on, right? If you, uh, if you're, a leader at work and, and it just keeps again and again, you know, people just don't take accountability on your team. You're going to have to realize that something about what you're doing doesn't hold people accountable, right? Um, that's probably not the greatest example in the world because I probably should have kept it to uh, something that has to do with the, the subconscious, right? But I think a good way of doing it, would, a better example would be what a lot of people do is they always go back to realizing like, wait, you know, they decide I'm not going to do those $10 an hour tasks. I'm not going to do the busy work. I'm not going to get caught up in all the little minutia. And they don't do it for like two days. And they try to delegate it, but then sooner or later, they get back to, oh, wait, this is quicker and easier to just do it myself. And their habits bring them right back into doing everything themselves. And then they, before they know it, they're spending, you know, 25 hours a week on $10 an hour work. And um, I, I just don't think, I don't think we properly address our habits well enough. I don't think we properly consider how important it is to work on our habits and our subconscious, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to do that and how to, how to bring the subconscious into your conscience and be aware of and start to make those corrections and those improvements. So though it's not the point of today's episode, um, we are going uh, you know, you do have to start with a very, very crystal clear vision. And we might do uh, a podcast about that, but just getting incredibly clear about exactly what you want. There's a lot of entrepreneurs I speak with and they, they, all they kind of know is that they want more money than they have now. Uh, and they want more freedom than they have now. Right. And it's very generic. It's very, um, what do I want to say? It's very, like, it's just not detailed enough. It's very low resolution, 
right? It's like you're looking through binoculars at where you're going to go. But the, the binoculars are old and they're like the, the, the glass is like smoky and you can kind of tell that there's some stuff over there that you want to get to. But, you know, you can't really make out the pathway very well. You can't really understand the terrain all that well that you're going to have to go through. And that's because it's low resolution. And when you have a vision for yourself, it cannot be low resolution. It has to be extremely detailed. So when it comes to setting those goals, when it comes to articulating your vision, you have to get clear exactly what do you want to be doing with your time? Exactly what do you want your organization to look like? Exactly what do you see as your strengths and the things that motivate you? And exactly how do you have a plan for doing those things instead of the things that drain you? and demotivate you, right? Um, you've got to work through these things specifically so that you don't end up in a place where, you know, a year from now, your organization looks basically the same, right? Or maybe you got excited and put in a bunch of extra work for a few months and you made more money because you were working so extra hard, but you burned out because you didn't make the organizational changes due to the fact that you weren't specific enough with your vision. So that's number one. And we can talk about that at another time of how to get specific, but you have to be specific. So we'll make the assumption that you are being specific. Now, from there, how do you actually address your habits. And I'm going to give you a few rituals that you can include, right? That 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 will will give you the opportunity to make sure that you are making these changes in your daily habits. Okay? So, number 1, the number one thing that that I would recommend, that I would say is is absolutely crucial is having a, a vivid plan, a, a clear uh, planning type of ritual, okay? Um, but going from there, once you have that, the first thing you need to start doing is you need to start realizing that you have to block what you want at the end of that year. You've got to block it down into time frames. So the first one, we block it into a quarter, then block that quarter into sets of four weeks with an extra week at the end, and then block those sets of four weeks down into one week at a time. Okay. And you have to decide what exactly am I going to get done by the end of this first set of four weeks? How exactly am I going to be spending my time differently? Because if my goal at the end of the year is to be completely out of the day to day and not have to be involved in actually interacting with clients or actively selling for my business anymore. If that's your goal to achieve that, then you have to be extremely specific about what's the one change I'm going to make this week and continue for the next four weeks that will allow me to actually make progress towards that. There's too many people that go the first 26 weeks, they go the first you know, 38, 40 weeks of the year, and they haven't made any progress. 
Maybe they're making a little bit more money, but they're starting to get burned out because they haven't made the steps towards actually removing themselves from the day-to-day. They didn't look at their org chart and reorganize it and say, okay, if I'm not going to be in this spot on the org chart, this spot is the person who interacts with the clients and solves their problems, or this spot on the org chart is the person making the sales, I'm going to have, if I'm not going to be in that spot, I have to clearly define everything that I expect from that spot on the org chart. If I expect this person to make sales, which would be a salesperson in most companies, they're going to need X, Y, Z. We're going to define the role, the responsibilities, the exact results and KPIs that they're going to be measuring. We're going to uh, define the, the expectations, what our brand promises, exactly what this person is required and expected of them. Right? So if you haven't done that, you are very far away from actually having that person. You're going to have to actually get a scorecard in place for that person, right? Because if you don't want to be micromanaging, let me define this for you, the difference between micromanaging versus managing. Micromanaging, you have to check everything yourself. You don't have any level of trust, right? You have to go back and look, is that person selling correctly? Are they doing it the right way? Oh my gosh, let me correct them. Oh no, you didn't say that right. Let me, you have to say it this way. Managing is when you have a scorecard in place and you can manage to the statistics and the numbers instead of reviewing every call, reviewing every client interaction, right? You can just look at the scorecard and know this person is hitting KPI, they're above KPI, they're below KPI, right? And you have a framework for not having to use your brain power because your your scorecard does your thinking for you. Okay, bottom line, getting clear about the changes that have to be made and then breaking it down into one thing at a time. So if that if that goal is, as we were saying, to be out of selling day to day, I shouldn't have to make sales for my company to grow. First thing would be defining on the org chart where that is. Second thing, right, defining this plan. So you've got to get that done in week one. In week two, write out your scorecard, exactly what you will expect and exactly how you will measure. Week three, make sure that you have uh, six to 10 recordings of your sales interactions that are great examples that they can listen to and learn from. Week four, do your own voiceover breakdowns of your sales interactions so that they can actually learn from your teaching about them. Week five, make sure your scripting is written out, right? Week, maybe you're at the point now where you can bring them on, right? And and there might be other steps to this, right? Because there is a lot of steps that go into hiring someone. But I'm I'm just giving to you the examples that most people overlook, right? That it's like, if I wanna be out of the day to day selling, I have to make a plan to actually make bits of progress along the way. And those are the pieces of progress that you'll need to make if you're going to onboard someone successfully. Okay? So, that's what I was getting at, is is making an 
actual plan broken down by the week. Number two is at the beginning of each week, set your intention, write out every single thing. So what I do on Sundays, and this is what I would recommend for everyone, is every Sunday evening, have an hour blocked off that's basically like a ritual. If you want to, whatever, like if you want to do it with a glass of whiskey and a cigar, whatever, don't care. But like, you know, maybe you go play around a golf and then you do it at the clubhouse with a whiskey and a cigar. You have two hours where you sit with your iPad and you do this. Uh, or maybe you do it um, with your husband or wife. Whatever it is, but you have to have this time on Sunday where you plan out everything for the next week. So you have to just completely brain dump everything that you're worried about, everything that you're concerned about, every single issue that you think is there, every single problem that needs to be solved, every system that you feel isn't working or needs to be tweaked, every system that you've never documented that needs to be documented. You've got to go in there and you've got to just brain dump it, okay? Then from there, you can check those things against your priorities for that month, for that four-week section of, of time that you're working on. If, you're, if you do planning in advance the way we teach, you should know what you're getting that done that, that month instead of, instead of just reacting in the moment. You should know, hey, these are the things we're getting done. Do any of these match my priorities and therefore do they need to be prioritized higher? Then what you can do is, is actually choose, list them out in order of priority, what's going to have the most impact, what's the most urgent, and what are the least impactful, and what are the things that need your attention the least. And you can actually, on Sunday, spend the time with that one to two hours, delegate all the things that can be delegated just by making a quick list and then making a video explaining to that person what you need to delegate. Send it off to them on Monday morning, but you can have that all done on Sunday. I, I kind of tend to not, not like to uh, make requests of my team on the weekends unless there's a very specific reason, right? If, it's, if, it's, if I'm making requests every single weekend, then it's like everything is uh, an emergency and I don't want to have that kind of culture. So I tend to prefer to do it on either late Sunday night or Monday morning. But anyway, what you do is you, is you, you segment that stuff out and you, you delegate those things out and then you plan out in your week for the next, for that whole week, exactly what things you're going to get done. And you literally put them on your calendar for the blocks of time that you have available. I know for me, my ritual is to work on the business in the beginning of the day. I spend most of my, like I wake up early and I work on my business right when I wake up because I'm freshest, I'm thinking, like I'm thinking the best at that point. I just kind of have my coffee. I haven't actually eaten breakfast and I'm just, I'm, I'm in the flow. That works really well for me. And I can get three or four hours of work done on the business, on the harder things in that time. And I think I'm able to move my business forward further like that than I am, you know, if I just show up at eight and start working, right? So 
you, you plan out all of those priorities for the week and you put them on your schedule so that they're non-negotiables, right? Next, the next thing, the next, the next ritual is, so now that you've done that for the week, what you'll notice, because this is life, is that things come up during the week and you'll realize things that you didn't think about during the weekend. And you'll, you'll remember things that were frustrating you about an employee or an issue uh, as you get through, um, you know, a couple days. And, and on Wednesday, you're, you're dealing with a bunch more things. And you realize the week didn't, isn't going exactly as you planned, right? So what you need to do is then take that, you, you, you now add a nightly daily plan. Right. So all the things that came up, you have to keep a running list. And you add those to your list. And each night you prioritize, you you rebuild out what you're going to do for the next day. Okay. So hopefully in the weekly plan, I should have mentioned this before, in that weekly plan, you don't want to plan out every single moment. You do need to leave gaps and you do need to leave. You're kind of just blocking out time. It's a little bit generic when you do it on the weekly, right? You're blocking out time. Uh, but you're not saying like, I'm going to do this exact thing for this exact amount of minutes because you can't predict that well um, in that way. But once you get to the daily plan, the night before, you brain dump all your issues out. And then, and then you, you can be very specific as you plan the next day, right? So you can know, okay, I know I'm going to use this 45 minutes for this particular task. And you can get it extremely specific when you're doing it the night before, because you know what's the highest urgency, right? Maybe you didn't know someone on your team was waiting on you for something and you thought you were going to do that on Friday, but then you realized on Monday that that person told you, hey, I need this ASAP. So you, you get it done first thing Tuesday morning and over to them in, on Tuesday morning, right? So you might have to move some things around, but you can do that in the daily. Hopefully this is making sense, folks. All right. The next piece is your weekly reevaluation. And this is so crucial because this is what allows you to every single week. This is a ritual you must have with yourself. You've got to put it on your calendar now. I like to do it on Friday afternoons, but you have got to create this new ritual and you have to believe that it will make or break you and that it will change your life is your weekly reevaluation. And at this weekly reevaluation, what you are going to do is you are going to spend the time to systematically work through a series of questions to evaluate how well, how effective you were and how well you stuck to the plan and how much progress you made. And when you do this, you create such an amazing amount of accountability with yourself that it is game changing. Because what you'll realize when you start going through it is you'll realize damn it, I got sidetracked and I started working on that other project and that really wasn't a priority. I know I need to be working on 
the description for the sales position. I know I need to be working on a scorecard for the sales position, but I chose to work on this other thing because it just got, it just came up, right? And it's my habit that I just deal with whatever comes up, okay? So you'll go through this weekly reevaluation and you'll ask yourself a series of questions and you'll wanna write them out. So what are two things that went well for me this week? What are two things that didn't go well for me this week? Where am I proud of myself as a leader? Where can I improve as a leader? What are one to three things that I did well with my time management? What are one to three things that I used my time for that I should not have used my time for, right? And when you go through these questions, and we have a whole series for clients that's that's much more in depth than this, but when you go through this series of questions, you will end up with a very specific list and a very clear picture of how your habits are holding you back, of how you, oh, you'll notice, wait a minute, I said I was going to do X, Y, Z differently, but I actually subconsciously just made a quick decision, even though I knew at the beginning of the week, I decided I was going to do, you know, X, Y, Z. And I knew in my mind, that's what would get me closer to my goal. But when I look back, I actually just in the moment chose to do ABC instead of XYZ. And that took me away from my priorities. I did not serve my team at the level I should have served my team. I did not give them the results that they were after, that we were after. And I was unable to produce what I I needed to produce in order to hit my end of year goals. And now I'm one week behind right? And that's how this happens, right? That's how we end up missing our goals is that we go one week without making that first step. And then we go a second week telling ourselves, okay, this week will be different, but then we still have the same habits and we don't take the first step, right? We, we might take the first step if we think the first step is wanting it, but that's not the actual first action, right? We miss and then we go three weeks, and now we're three weeks behind, four weeks behind, right? And, and we're almost, uh, an entire twelfth of our year is gone. And yeah, we might be trying harder. We might be more motivated because we know how much money we want to work make this, this month or this year. But we haven't actually made the specific steps and we haven't actually held ourselves accountable for changing our habits and we're now four weeks behind. And then when you get far enough behind, you start to realize, holy crap, I'm going to miss my goals again this year. And then you start to lose motivation. And that's how it happens. So if you don't build in these specific things to your processes, you're going to keep getting these types of results. Okay. So guys, that's all I have for you. Number one is recognize this, right? Understand that you've got to work on your habits. Number two is get clear on your vision. Make that thing specific and vivid. What's it going to feel like? What's it going to smell like? What's it going to taste like? Be clear about what you want. Number three, reverse engineer and actually decide on the plan to get there 
right? We can help you with all this, but decide on the plan. What do you need to do to get there? Number four, implement, (coughs) excuse me, weekly planning. Actually use your calendar to plan out exactly what you're going to get done that week. Don't just fly. Don't just shoot from the hip. Shooting from the hip is what what keeps talented people from becoming world-class. One advantage I have is that I never saw myself as talented. For whatever reason, I was always dealing, even though I probably have some decent talent, I was always dealing with people that were way more talented than me. I guess I was just attracted to higher levels of competition and whatnot. And so I always saw myself as the least talented person in the room. And so I always had to be more prepared, more systematic. So if you can do that, right? If you can actually stop shooting from the hip and just calling this person and calling that person and saying, make this change, do this now, do that now. If you can resist that and start planning ahead, you will be far more successful. So, The next piece, again, as I said, is that weekly plan. Then it's daily plan. And in my opinion, the most important part of it all is the weekly reevaluation. Guys, and I want to be clear, this isn't for everyone, right? Some people just want to make a nice little living and be, you know, hey, I want to have, I want to be relatively comfortable, you know, I want to be able to go to some nice dinners with my wife. I want to be able to take a, pretty solid vacation, but I'm okay work, you know, Hey, I'll work, you know, 40, 60 hours a week. And like, you know, my business will suffer a little bit when I take those vacations, but that's okay. Right. And you you don't really want it, but you also know like, yeah, but I also don't think I want to go to the level of doing a weekly evaluate reevaluation. I don't think I want to have that level of discipline. I don't think I want to be at the level where, you know, I'm, you know, taking every thought captive and actually orchestrating my life like that. It just, it just seems too much, right? And if that's you, that's fine, guys. But just understand, if you want to make the impact that, that the, a lot of you who listen to this podcast do want to make, if you want to make the impact that, that a lot of our clients want to make when they come to us and they tell us, you know, in five years, I don't want to be in the day-to-day at all. I want to have 10 locations. I want to be investing in real estate. Like if that's what your actual goals are, these aren't really negotiable. Like you've got to up your personal habits, okay? And you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And one of those sacrifices is going to be shooting from the hip, right? And it's going to be letting yourself off the hook because you're the leader, right guys? If you're the leader, you have to be the most accountable to the plan that you set. And you have to be most accountable for making the plan that you set clear to everybody else. And then when you make it clear, they're going to see that you weren't executing. Right? So be aware that these aren't negotiables, right? Like, Like upgrading your life as an entrepreneur is a matter of upgrading yourself as a human. So this podcast went a lot longer than I thought it was going to get. I went a little bit ranty on this one, but I enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys didn't lose interest because I think it's good stuff. Uh, Anyways, guys, 
I'll talk to you next time. We got a lot of content planned for this year. I'm really excited to be making a lot of podcasts. We're also going to start doing these all on YouTube. And so there'll, there'll, there'll be a visual as well as an audio. So um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to interacting with you guys more. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. If you got value from this, I'm not asking anything other than share this with your friends, post it on social media, tell people that the podcast is impactful and it can make a difference for them. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys soon.